Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another installment of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week, we have Suzanne Grizana. She is a multi-award songwriter, saxophonist, vocalist, arranger, producer, music publisher who composes music and lyrics, and a Grammy member. She has eight jazz albums released on her label, Diva Records, and has recorded over 90 songs in total of her own compositions and other musicians' releases. Her music has been featured in many films and played across the globe on radio. She has also performed for many music festivals and private events. Susanna loves to connect with the audience and share her love of music with them. She focuses on jazz, EDM, and down-tempo jazz. Recently, she's been nominated for the 2020 Hollywood Music and Media Awards, Jazz by the Fireside. Four nominations for the 2020 Indie Music Channel Awards by the Fireside and My Valentine. And recently, won the 2020 Academy Award for Best Visionary for Jazz. She has won over 70 awards in the last few years. In film, she has collaborated with two-time Billboard Top 20 artist Kim Cameron, who just directed a feature film titled Superpowers. She co-wrote a song with John Depate, D-E-P-A-T-I-E, for this film titled Sunrise, which was just released in 2020. Her original composition, Simply Sunday, which we'll hear later in the interview, has been featured in the film Wild Honey that was released in 2019, and the director was Francis Stokes. And in the film short, A Different Direction, the director was Colleen Ann Bra, B-R-A-H. She will also be working on Western Conviction, which is directed by Colleen Ann Bra as well. This weekend, the 31st of July, I'll be one of the judges at a Battle of the Bands, which is also a charity fundraiser. And here are the details. The publicity statement is, 10 up-and-coming bands from as far away as Chicago will be coming to Watertown, Wisconsin for an old-fashioned Battle of the Bands on July 31st, 2021. The charity fundraiser is for Cassie Oxford, who is unfortunately battling cancer. And the event is being sponsored and hosted by the bar it's located at 210 south water street in watertown the proceeds from ticket sales and raffles will be donated to the family to help with medical costs such sad state when we have to do fundraisers for people that are sick in this country so we need all everybody's help as much as possible so come to the bar in watertown a little more information is each band will be performing three to five of their songs and the top three winners will be chosen by a panel of non-biased judges me and Alex Ramos, who was actually a guest on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. The top three bands will receive cash prizes as well as songs professionally mixed by ZTF Studio. The winning band will also play a 30-minute set after the contest. Tickets are $15 in advance through Eventbrite. 
and the link for that is in the show notes. For more details, including the band lineup can be found on Facebook, and that would be the Facebook page at The Bar WTTN. Once again, that link will be in the show notes. For more information, contact Missy Hahn at thebarwttn at gmail.com. And once again, all these links are in the show notes. Diamond Dave Photography, the photography that supports local music in Wisconsin and is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show. To contact Diamond Dave and see previous work, check out Diamond Dave Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Wisconsin Music Podcast is also brought to you by ZTF Studio. ZTF Studio recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. Why don't we get right into the interview? Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, this is going to be great. Usually what I start asking is your music origin story. How did you get started in music and the whole road to where you are today, basically? All right. Well, I started when I was young. My parents are musicians. In fact, they met at the Casio Music Store. Well, uh, now Casio's is no more, but Casio's has been an icon in Milwaukee for years. So on Lincoln Avenue, the first, on, I think it was 60th and Lincoln Avenue is where they met at a music store. And then both ended up teaching lessons there. And then they got married and had us. And I had four other brothers and sisters, and we all played music. So, um, yeah, so it was my parents that, you know, my mom um, taught piano. My dad was gigging out all over the place. He was teaching from Milwaukee Public Schools. And then he um, had, at night, he'd come home and they'd do his gigs. So he was working at this place called John Ernst Cafe, German music, because he was playing the accordion. And he was doing that three times a week. He had his own wedding band that was on the weekends. And then he had all kinds of stuff at school going on. So he was crazy busy. But um, but yeah, and then I just kept working through school, practicing, practicing. And um, we started actually a family band when I was in third grade. So I have two brothers and two sisters. And um, my mom was part of that too. And so that was fun. I mean, I was just always used to doing competitions and performing and that kind of thing is just what. You know, um, mom, I have to do my math. No, 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 no. You got to do your piano first. And then you, <laughs> and then you can do the social studies and the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we always got everything done, you know, but right. we always got, um, yeah. So then I just kept going. Um, and then I was in all the bands in high school. I started this clarinet in fifth grade and the saxophone in seventh grade. I was in a jazz ensemble and I just was in everything in high school, swing choir and jazz band, marching band. I used to do drill competitions and um, I played tenor back then, tenor saxophone. And then, um, so I guess I did all that. And then when I, I did a lot of piano competitions up into high school and then I went to college and then I just kept going into music and um went traveling a lot with my music that's the one thing i think young young people sometimes don't realize you know like it does yes you have to practice a lot you really have to practice a lot to get proficient on your instrument but there's so many really great opportunities if you can get that far so even if you were you know because i think some people 
forget, you know, it does take a long time to practice. Yeah. But down the line, there's so many amazing opportunities. So I had all these amazing opportunities that I took advantage of during college and after college. And then I, I started my jazz quartet right after I graduated from school. Oh, cool. Very cool. Looking at your bio, you have done a lot of different things, not just with playing, but songwriting. You're a vocalist as well, producer, arranger. You know, I'm reading this off of your bio. You just had your hand in a lot of different cookie jars. What made you want to branch out so much? Well, I think because my, first of all, my dad was, my dad, my mom, they branched out so much. I love music. You know, I mean, jazz is kind of what my thing is right now. But, you know, I have a new single coming out soon, and that's an EDM. And I, when I was in college, I mean, I was singing in the Milwaukee Symphony Chorus. I was in a Christian rock band at the same time. And, and I did all, fulfilled all of my college credits with all of the things I need to be in the symphonic band and the choir. And when I was um, in college, we also traveled to Europe and sang in the cathedrals. I mean, I was way classical. But then I was also doing the jazz. So I guess I've always done it all. And then though I graduated from school and then I kind of, kind of eventually halted. Um, actually, I wrote a song for Margaret Hawkins, the conduct, uh, conductor of the Milwaukee Symphony Chorus. It was right in the, you know, kind of when I was ending Symphony Chorus because I couldn't do it all. You know, it's just too busy. Mm-hmm. I wrote a tribute song to her that was on my first CD. And then just a jazz, pretty much. And then lately... I've been doing all these different projects with uh, collaborations with some uh, friends of mine. So I did like a country song. I did, well, blues is kind of interchangeable, but Oliver Sean's blues song that I was part of got charted in Billboard charts and high, high in the Billboard charts. Yeah. And a couple EDM, EDM songs that charted also. And um, I've just recently have been in Superpowers, which is in a, uh, a children's animated film. So I co-wrote that. And that's just, it was coming out last year, but then, you know, all those things happened. So it's just, it's really, it's getting released kind of right now. Okay. So. so let's kind of talk about your beginnings after college. What were like the first few things that you started doing in music? Well, I knew as soon as I graduated, I wanted to start this jazz quartet. Like I was just waiting. <laughs> I went five years to college. I went, I got a... 198 credits in five years. <laughs> I don't know if I think anyone, <laughs> but I did um, business administration and human resource management because I knew I need to know something about business. Uh, and I have a music degree emphasis in voice and saxophone and a communication minor. So that's where I graduated with. And then, you know, I also got all my um, certifications and things like that. But yeah, so I started that and I just couldn't wait. I just couldn't wait. I was so excited. Um, I wanted to do it. And so I had some business skills and that's kind of really helped me organize. It was kind of like I was up to date on everything that was happening at that time. So, and then I just kind of two years later, maybe a year later, two years, I released my um, a CD and then I did a music video. So yeah, there wasn't much time in between there because I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I just had to make sure I got my paper. Right. <laughs> completion of the university. (laughs) It's always a good feeling to accomplish, especially, you know, 198 credits. That's that's a lot of credits in five years. So you were definitely busy trying to get all that done. So you've done a lot of different things. 
And you also have a lot of awards that you've been awarded, you know, the Hollywood Music and Media Awards, four nominations in the Indie Music Channel Awards, Academia Award for Best Visionary for Jazz. Kind of tell us a little bit how that last one came about. Well, all of the awards, well, that's kind of a, I was getting awards kind of right when I started. And then I kind of went through life, Zoom forward, and I took, I didn't, I never took a break, but I, I'm, I had a, a life. Right. <laughs> so I had moments. And then I really started going back full forward again, maybe a, a while, uh, not that long ago. And so I've been getting all of these different awards. I've been submitting them, for, uh, my music, learning about all these different things and submitting. And yeah, I don't know, you know, if people like the music, thank goodness. And I'm thankful. So that's sort of how I kind of went back. I, I didn't do awards for many years. Like I kind of kind of was really focused on family, you know, just being what I needed to do, you know, and you know, I teach. So I was teaching, taking care of because I have my own family. So I had to make sure that I did what was best for my family first, then what I, you know, maybe wanted to do. So I was still very active, but once my family and everything got, oh, you know, um, I guess once my children got a little bit older, yeah. I started saying, okay, well, I think they're okay now. They're good kids. And so now I guess I can think about myself again and think about creating and getting back to where I was before I had my family. So Now, when you first started out, this was before social media for, for most of us, what kind of things were you doing to help promote all the projects that you were in? Social media wasn't really as strong as it is today. It was completely different. So... I kind of started right when the revolutionary part of the independent music um, scene started. Mm-hmm. When I released my first album, not many people had albums because it was very expensive. So I was working, working, working. I worked teaching during the day. I was teaching at night. I was then going and doing gigs. I was working probably... <laughs> almost every day and every night yeah. and 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 trying to afford putting the CD out because it was very expensive. I wasn't making very much money. And so I, I would be all glammed up going out and doing my shows and I'd come home and I'd have like, okay, let's see. I have some peanut butter and some bread. So there you go. There's <laughs> my dinner. <laughs> you know, it's a starving artist and that's sort of, you know, um, yeah, but no, not many people had their an album because it was so expensive. But I just, you know, and just like I want it right now, again, I just, I love music. So I, I feel the happiest when I'm creating, when I'm putting myself out there, when I'm taking chances, when I'm trying to explore new things, whether right now it's all these different genres in addition to what I'm doing. But I feel like I spent a lot of time, you know, one thing. So now I'm having fun. I'm just going to have fun. Yeah, good. Oh yeah, you asked me about social media. There, there was no. Sorry, <laughs> I tangent. I have happened to do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was no social media. So what did I do? I spent money on all of the postcards to all my people on the mailing list. So I had a huge mailing list, and I would send them postcards all the time about my my gigs. Um, I would always try and make sure I got them in the newspaper, and that was pretty much it. Mailing, and I did it pretty much all on my own. Right. I had some people helped me out sometimes, but that was very, very expensive. You know, I really appreciate, you know, when you get things in the mail and 
you're like, wow, once you do it and it's out of your own check, you really appreciate, you know, I'm, yeah. you re- you try and appreciate more because it really does take like a small business. It takes so much time and money. And you're, if you're working a day job to afford the postage that you, I mean, I had a lot of people on the mailing list, so, which is great, but I was always trying to, you know, get the word out. And that was only from the mailing list because there was no social media back then. Right, right. Did you do anything like with Milwaukee Rocks or like um, so, or Sonic Bids when those were the big things back then? I didn't do anything with those two websites. I'm trying to remember where where the websites all started that really helped because it was, like I said, it was when I started, it was all so new. Mm-hmm. And I had my, my first website was just a weird name, you know, and they're not no longer. Um, now it's so easy. It's like, you know, back then, it's like you had to have somebody, if you had a website, you had to have somebody do your website unless you knew programming. And I surely don't know programming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you did. You had to hire some, put the put the HTML codes in and put your picture. Like, um, yeah. So it was, yeah, there was, I had a website and um, email and then can't remember exactly when everything sort of changed, but it was... It wasn't overnight, no. but it, like I would, I had the fax. <laughs> I was faxing people, you know, getting up and, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Same here. And now with obviously social media, I take it that you're using majority of everything out there to promote yourself, Facebook, YouTube, you know, things like that. Yes. So I am on a Facebook, an Instagram, um, Twitter. I haven't done those silly dances yet. I don't know. I don't I, I, maybe a while ago, I probably would have gotten into. I, I haven't. Yet. Maybe, maybe I, who knows? Um, it's summer, right? Anything's right. possible. True. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have that, and um, those are the main ones. But I'm also on LinkedIn, and um, I think this. But but those are the ones I focus on because I find that I just don't have a lot of time, and so I I just try and focus on those couple social medias and and just hope that people find me. And then my email list, I try and send things out to them. So which social media do you think is the most helpful for getting your name out there? Well, I think right now I have the most following on Facebook. I have so many accounts on Facebook. I have to, and I have to admit all the social medias because throughout the years, so I have Suzanne Grisana as all the sites, but then I had to make a Suzanne Grisana band site. And then I had to make, um, I made a Diva Records website because that's my record label so i need to make sure that they have web presence and they're out there and now um i and i ha- i've had this for a while too sax diva because that's what people started calling me years ago and so i want to make sure that people know that that sax diva is associated with me so i have I've actually several accounts on all those <laughs> social sites but they're also very important because they are like your branding and your name and right. what you've been years and so you gotta help them out yeah Definitely. And since you did bring that up, let's talk about your record label. Kind of give us a, like a brief history on getting that created and what your main goals are with it. Well, divarecords.us because I, when I had it, you know what? I, I, I don't know how many of us, I don't know out there listening that want, that should have bought a .com when it was available and just didn't think about it. Right. right. Get a trademarked. So I do have a trademarked in the United States and a little bit outside the United States. Um, so that's why, um, I have 
us because somebody took it selling it for a million dollars or something <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so i have my diva records and it's just my little baby um my friend jeff paul who's also from milwaukee he designed all my logos for diva records that you can see uh, uh, you can see it uh and my goal is was just to in the beginning was just to release an album and my album because that's what you needed you needed you know a record label and so i started my independent record label a long time ago and so right now i have eight releases and i have a whole bunch of music to release in the next couple of years because i had the time to do it <laughs> and um, but in the future i'm thinking about slowly adding maybe adding some different genres um, or different artists that um, in addition I'm learning so much more about the music industry and if things can go the way I would like them to go then it would be nice to you know produce somebody else and help them and help them grow and try and give some of my experience that it took me years to learn maybe help somebody else cool give back yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned if it goes the way you hope it goes, which way do you, are you kind of hoping that the music business goes? Well, I guess I always saying it personally, it, it goes the way I've been doing. So <laughs> I've been doing, I'm still learning. I'm learning. If I can keep learning and get better at what I'm doing in the business. And that's also very challenging because I'm trying to keep up creating and doing what I need to do um, to be an art, you know, an artist, but then at the same time, I'm getting, you know, slammed, which is good because I'm trying to learn and I digest all of the business things. Because to be honest, if you are, think that you're going to be an artist, um, unless you have, I want to say a sugar daddy, but <laughs> that's not a good, <laughs> you have somebody that knows the other side of it. Um, it's going to be a long road ahead because you have to know everything. I mean, right now I'm trying to be sort of like um, doing some graphic artists. I'm trying to do, and I have to, I do hire some people that help me from, you know, here and there, but still, I still have to know I'm the decision maker. I have to say, does that look okay? Yeah, I think so. You know, I have no training. <laughs> I have no training in graphic design. All right. What about in videos? Okay. Well, I see videos of myself. Well, does that look great? I don't know. The framing, um, the light, I don't know. Can we, you know, you basically to be, you either need somebody who's really good at everything that can help you out or many friends that have to the time, or you really have to be getting to be proficient at all the different levels, like social. I mean, there's so much. Sometimes I say, wow, you know, if I, I put my music before my business, which is probably not smart. <laughs> But I feel like I need to make sure that I put my practicing in, yeah. right? So if I have a day free, instead of going out and having fun, I go, okay, well, let me do my three hours of practicing. Okay, then let me see what else I can do. Okay, and then maybe, okay, maybe I'll try and have an hour or two of fun. But, um, you know, um, I always try and put the music first. And then at the towards the end of the day then i try and try and catch up on the business work but there's so much yeah it's 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 it, you know the internet is great because we have so many opportunities but at the same time it's overwhelming if you do what you really need to do there's it's unendless so you can never be out of work like you should be working all the time <laughs> <laughs> just on the computer <laughs> yeah it's like you need 48 hours in a day to get things done yeah let's kind of talk a little bit more of playing out live with your groups what kind of venues do you usually perform at? Where are you located when people want to come and see you play? In Milwaukee, I have all my dates 
I still have to add a couple more, but they're on, they're on my website at saxdiva.com. That's S-A-X-D-I-V-A. <laughs> so, <laughs> make sure everybody knows. Um, but I'm playing at the Milwaukee Catholic Home, their Pops concert in August. So more of my things are, I have, I'm at Wedgwood Park in July. Seems like a lot of my things are opening up a little bit um, more the end of July and August. Um, playing at the Astor Hotel, they're having a fantastic Thursday night. I'm doing the opening night, August 19th, Thursday, Thursdays. <laughs> so um, at the Astor. So it's nice um, that there, all these things are opening up. I have, yeah, I have quite a few other things that are coming up. But just check out my website because I'm updating it uh, daily as things pop in. And it seems like everybody's feeling comfortable and happy to go out. So I'm excited to play again. Yes. To see everybody. Because this actually gives me great joy is just to share. I like sharing what you can't, you know, I love going into the studio because that's all I did the last year was in the studio. I have so many projects still finishing up in the studio. But I do love playing live where it's just an experience you can't reproduce that experience right i think the audience can tell and see what you're giving and i try to give everything i um into what i play so and since you have a lot of gigs that you've played over the years let's kind of talk about the local scene attitude that you have observed. So let's kind of talk, we can talk about the positives and the negatives as in the positives. What are we seeing that's happening in, in the local scene that's helping musicians? And then we can talk about the struggles of the local scene that you think would need help. Wow. Okay. I have to think about this. One. <laughs> um, I think positives is that there's so many wonderful people in Milwaukee that really try to support each other and, uh, when people, when I was playing out all the time, uh, there are those people that like to go out all the time and they really love to support live music. And I think that's fantastic. So that's a really uh, a positive thing in Milwaukee. You know, people are very supportive in Milwaukee. I would say something that is hard is that because Milwaukee people are just, they're really good. And so it's, becomes with musicians a little bit oversaturated at times. There's only so many places that have gigs and there's so many amazing musicians. I mean, there really are. And you can go into any style and genre um, of music, but really Milwaukee has probably some of the best musicians. And then they end up going out into the other cities, right? And mm -hmm. they still are and make it in huge cities. You know, Milwaukee is a base and we have such great schooling here. We have, um, I mean, I can't even begin to say how wonderful the education is in music and also um, how good the musicians are. So I have deep respect for all of uh, other people that play the same genre or different genres. But I think we have an oversaturation just because, I don't know, it's a bad of talent. So I guess it's a positive and a negative, but so we need more places to open up or concert venues. We need more places for people to perform. Yeah. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you had kind of mentioned your current project. So why don't you kind of give us a short timeline from beginning to end, how you, you approach your recording process? Well, okay. <laughs> Last year was a little different, but I just right. kind of got, I usually don't have that much. Um, now, I mean, I was busy the whole time, but I had 
time to practice, you know, um, more than normal. So I, and I've been working with in the last couple of years, like last year, just last summer, I had, I want to say eight different projects that got released with other people's music. So my name is tagged with their music and I did all different genres of music and it was so much fun uh, with my own projects. But because of those projects, it kind of in, um, made me think about trying to do something just a little bit different for fun. So I worked with a DJ outside of New York. And so I have a jazz song, a jazz instrumental song that will be released this year. As soon as, as soon as things calm down, maybe in July, I'm going to figure everything, <laughs> figure out how, what the release date, I think next month, I'm going to figure that out. Uh, and that's going to be a single and it's of my jazz song. So I, I remember going into the dance clubs where they always had jazz infused. You'd see here, Billie Holiday, all of a sudden she was an Ella Fitzgerald and they would do all these crazy things, Miles Davis. So I always wanted to do that. So now I hooked up with some people who can help me and we um, made it work. So I re-recorded my own parts. So Simply Sunday, uh, Simply Su- it's called Simply Sunday After Hours, an EDM version of one of my songs I already released. And I have... Goodness, I have like maybe four albums to release in my jazz I've, I've, that I've been redoing and um, recording. So I think normally you ask me about the recording process. So I have these fantastic musicians that I've been working with. So I'll, I'll name some, some um, like Scott Couriers on piano. And sometimes uh, Frank Dasker plays, um, I mean, Frank Stemp. Frank Stempker and then uh, Hal Miller plays on the bass all the time and he teaches at MATC downtown he's amazing amazing bass player uh, Brian Ford's on drums and so I talk with them and yeah, I kind of tell them how I want this to sound like and then I don't know we just create the magic I hope <laughs> and then I guess that's about it I just work with such great amazing musicians that it's not so hard and i re- recorded all at dv studios with dave artanian and, and where is that it's on, in sherwood oh, okay cool yeah and i have to just say one thing frank sure. that's great but he is an, he's a friend of mine too i kind of slipped up um he is an amazing videographer and he has his own business in milwaukee and he is fantastic he knows everything about video so so let's kind of talk about your songwriting approach for when you're going to write music for your upcoming albums. What is your your process for doing that? Well, I think it comes first at, you know, home trying to trying to create and trying to write things that matter or maybe I don't know, I like to I like to be deep, but I also like to be happy. So I think my deeper things are maybe when I play the saxophone, I don't know. Um, but I just I guess they kind of try and create a theme and, um, but I try to write music that works well together. So, uh, it may, I may have recorded some of these pieces at different times because I go with how I just write. So sometimes I might write something. I, maybe I have it recorded, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that works with that, the rest of the music. So I just, I go with how does the album flow? And so something might have been recorded earlier. Maybe I wrote the song, but I never recorded it. And then finally, I'm like, okay, these songs all work together. Because sometimes, sometimes they, you know, it's a creative process. Sometimes they all work together. Sometimes they don't. And sometimes they need homes or sometimes they're just singles. 
I have a lot of sometimes, actually, I'm starting to do singles. And then eventually I'm going to be putting them on an album. Okay. That, you know, that kind of works together. But, um, but I don't know. I guess it's just what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Why don't you pick like three or four songs that you'd like to put on the podcast? Okay. This song, Daybreak, is the original composition of my father, Don Grisano. And my dad and my mom raised me and gave me the gift of music in my life, which I am so thankful for. My father wrote the song, Daybreak, and I just wanted people to hear his compositions. He's so talented. Both of them are. But um, I think you'll really enjoy Daybreak. It's, it's very unique, very jazzy. Um, it's more of a ballad, but I hope you enjoy it.
Sunday is one of favorite albums of all times that people let me know. And this song I wrote when I was in Hawaii. (laughs) And my husband actually named this song Simply Sunday. It's just a happy, grooving instrumental. And I also have the EDM version coming out this next year. So I hope you enjoy this tune. Mm-hmm. 
If you're enjoying this music today, I'd love to have you guys check me out on Pandora and Spotify, Amazon Music. Please like and subscribe. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. Summer dreams. I love summer. And in summer, I always think about what the possibilities are. What can you do this summer? It's like, what can you do? And summer dreams, I wrote when I was in Los Angeles. I lived there for a while. And I just would always look at the beach and look at the sun and the mountains. And I just, I just think summer is one of the best times of the year. So this is my happy song of me singing <laughs> Summer Dreams. Summer wants all my love. Your- 
I recently have been a part of a feature film called The Superpowers, and I co-wrote a song for this film titled Sunrise. And it's an animated film. It's just coming out this year. And it's all about starting the day out right. How can I start the day out right and put a positive spin on what I do? So I had um, this great piano. John DePati is the other co-writer. And um, he did all the instrumental work. And I played the saxophone and I wrote this wonderful melody I hope you enjoy. And it's all about just you know, starting out right, being kind and trying to have a wonderful day and giving everything that you can during your day. Diamond Dave Photography, the photography that supports local music in Wisconsin and is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show. To contact Diamond Dave and see previous work, check out Diamond Dave Photography on Facebook and Instagram. 
Wisconsin Music Podcast is also brought to you by ZTF Studio. ZTF Studio recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. ZTF Studio brings success to your recording project. All right, back to the interview. I know you. we kind of talked about it a little bit, but maybe we can focus a little bit more on it, is the work-life balance. Um, did you find it difficult? Do you still find it difficult? Or is it something that you've gotten used to and it's not really something you have to think about anymore? The work-life balance. I, I mean, I guess it would depend where in my life that would have been. Did you, should I just talk, talk about it overall? Sure. Maybe it was difficult at the beginning and you figured out a, a good formula to the point where it, now it's not that big of a deal. Okay. All right. Let me go on this question. Work-life balance. Well, let me tell you, being a musician, you're always working. <laughs> you don't have any free time. And um, all the musicians out there know that it's true because you don't. You're either trying to you know, practice and become better because you're never good enough. And um, we're like athletes. You have to continuously keep your chops up. If you don't, if you start, stop practicing, you can't play those chords right. You can't play the riff right. You can't, you're like, oh, you have to constantly, you constantly have to practice. Otherwise you can't play what you want to play, you know? So yeah, we are always working. But the balance between the life, this is, I guess my my feeling on it when I when I got married I you know I it didn't really matter so much because it was busy um, but it was fine but once I had my two beautiful children um, I wanted to make sure that I could give them everything that I'm I'm giving I'm trying to give to everybody or trying to do the best I can musically. But I also need to make sure that I remember those two babies count on me, give them everything from me. So uh, I, I I still was practicing as much as I could and I still was doing recording and I was still doing gigs. I just skimmed down. And I do think that to keep a balance, because I've seen it in other friends of mine, mm-hmm. you know, if you... Sure, if that's all you do is music and you don't think about your family or you you know only give them a little piece, that's all you get from your family. And those are the people that can't succeed together. Because I also remember being at the end of the gigs, right? We've all been at the end. I'm talking to musicians here. Yeah. Well, you have had the fun. Everybody came to see you. This is great. Or you had the bad gig. Nobody came to see you. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Whichever one who turned that night. Um but, you know, I'm the band leader. So everybody, you know, I'm I'm there at the end of the night with everybody else. Everybody's, and you're alone. You have nobody. Everybody left. You, that was your, that wasn't, you had fun playing, but everybody had fun and everybody left. And you're there, you know, it's it's a job. It's yeah. a gift job. But, um, and unless you have something set up, I think it's hard for relationships to stay and I saw so many relationships of my friends that couldn't you know do I want to be a part of my family's life or do I only want to be out all the time and people that you know um, love me and see me but you know what is I, I think what what is real to me and what is real to me and what I would think everybody would want is that you're real with your family and real with your kids. So my family comes first, my kids come first. I, 
that's why I think I, I, I play out, but I don't play t- a ton because I want to be home for my family. And I think that's okay because, you know, there'll be a time that, it, you know, they won't be around anymore. They'll be, I mean, grown up. And yeah. so I feel that, you know, um, my biggest blessing in life other than being able to play music and love music are um, having two fantastic children and I want to give them everything of me that I can but I also want to balance it out with who I am Mm -hmm. keeping identity I think is very important because so many people lose it also when they have their family so I think the balance is keeping to, to, to keep doing it, you know, just monitor it. You know, I think I see so many wonderful, fantastic musicians when I was in college and outside of college that, oh my gosh, they were fantastic, you know, way better than me, <laughs> way better. And they just, um, they, I mean, they gave everything, but they need, you always need to have a little bit for yourself. You know, you need to keep up your career. You need to keep up your practicing. There's always ways that you can make it work. You just have to, think outside of the box. So I guess balancing it is that I feel like I, I tried and I did the best that I could to keep both, both family and my career up, um, that I was there for everybody. And I, and I think now that my, my children are getting older, I, I feel like it's okay because they also don't want me around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> So it's kind of like, okay, well, I guess I'll, you know, right. it's all, I, I just always try and it's all, it's a balancing act. And if you go one way, you lose something. If you go the other way, you lose something. But if you can keep it in the middle, you can do everything. You can be a mom, you can be, a, you know, a musician out playing at the clubs. You can do all kinds of things. It's all about keeping everything in perspective. Are your kids into music at all? Yes, they are. They, um, they well, one used to sing, um, but but they they still sing. They sing. They play the piano. They I tried to get them to play the saxophone, but I, they won't do that. No, um, they play the guitar and the bass. My son plays the bass and the guitar, and um, my daughter plays the guitar and the ukulele. But they both run piano co- piano competitions, and and I just kind of after a while, I just had to you know teach them as much as I could, you know, um, and then let them explore and find out what they want because what they want might not be what I want for them. Right. But they love music. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Cool. Was there a gig in your tenure that made an impression on you that, and what, why did it make such an impression on you? A gig that I did or a gig I saw? Um, that, that you were a part of, that you participate, that you played at. That I played at. Um, I think I'm going to have to think about that for a while. Nothing's coming to me at the second. Okay. Boy, you caught something to say. How does that? That never happens. Um, how about this? I'll just say generally. There's been some, um, how about the most important gigs to me? That worked. Uh, the most important. Yeah, because otherwise I'm going to have to think about that. And that I always come up with an answer, but the most important the most important gigs to me that meant a lot have happened in so many different situations. Some were at just that tiny little jazz club where you had a few people there, but you were giving it everything. And um, at the end of that gig, I felt so complete and happy because that's part of 
why musicians do it is for performing and giving your body and soul into the music, especially in jazz when I'm improvising. I don't know what I'm going to play, yeah. <laughs> but the guys, my musicians are playing. I mean, they always play great. My musicians are playing great. Everybody's grooving and I don't know where things come from. Things just pop into my head. Um, so, and that's what the cool thing about jazz is just you never have anything exactly planned. It's just eh, like most of the time it's the best that way because if I had it planned out, I wouldn't come up with sometimes the best things that I wish I had recorded. Yeah. But at the same time, at the bigger stage and the bigger festivals, those uh, different energies, a different feel. And um, I've had some great, fantastic moments on those stages as well. So I think I enjoy all different aspects, just like kind of like you have different friends. <laughs> you have friends that are come over and they're all different personalities. And so that's sort of how performing is in these different aspects. You have the small, tiny jazz clubs that are so fun because you really get to know the people right next to you, like they're like in front of you because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, right. but then trying the stages, that's a different type of thing. And that's a different type of performing. And that's a different part of who, you know, everybody that performers are and the band members. And I don't know, I just really enjoy it all. And I'm getting more and more excited to play out live. I'm talking to you. <laughs> about that because i've only had a couple gigs since covid you know right. so i waited to see everybody cool and and the last question i ask is what's on your playlist right now what artists are you listening to that maybe isn't getting enough recognition that maybe you want to give some shout out to that you just find you know great musicians you mean who i'm listening to yeah. or who oh who i'm listening to okay um okay Where's my iPhone? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm looking into my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? That's right. Okay. Um, I listen to so many different styles of music. So, okay. I'm going to tell you a few. I'm going to um, tell you a few different people that I um, really adore. And my own personal playlist, I listen. <laughs> I do listen to a lot of jazz. And... Um, but I love the music from, oh, I wish I could pull it up on my phone. Um, okay, I can't think of it, but I'll, I'll think of it. Or I'm going to, or I might just turn my screen to look at it. This is, this is one of my favorite groups. Okay, hold on. I'm on you. Okay. One of my favorite soundtracks to go running because I love to go running. That's part of my whole deal is um, the La La Land soundtrack. Okay. From the movie La La Land, right. I love the songs so much because um, it's dreamy. It's kind of 40s, yeah, um, based in the 1940s-ish, and it's dreamy, and that's what I like to think about. It's. I wish people had more of that. I think when I grew up, it was this wonderful world of, like, let's pretend and dream big and you know, I think you can, and I think you should, because I think maybe a lot of people don't dream as big and they see too much reality and realities happen. But I do love the soundtrack from La La Land. I just, it makes me happy when I listen to it and it makes me dream and go, you know what? I'm going to do better. I'm going to, I can, I can do better and I'm going to keep dreaming. I'm not going to stop ever. I'm going to keep going. Excellent. So that's why I like, cool. Um, I also like Jamiroquai. I love Jamiroquai. Nice. They're super cool. 
Um, and I'm going to put a plug in for my friend. I just went to a CD release party last month in um, Oklahoma City. My friend Kit Wakely, I have to tell you, I'm so proud of him. He has worked so hard and he got three singles, number one Billboard charts and his album on number one Billboard charts. He is the best guy, nicest guy I've ever met. Um, well, I mean, not nice. I mean, I met a lot of really nice people, but he's a really, he's a really sweet person and his wife and his family. And he, um, yeah, his, his new album is called Sinners and Saints. It's a rock, hard rock album infused with classical music and symphonic choral music as well. So Sinners and Saints by Kit Wakely. And he just already made it into Billboard. So why not help and promote him? Yeah, so. definitely. You said in, in, he's based out of o Oakland City? Yeah, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that maybe you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I think you covered. I think you covered. You had some really great questions, by the way, because um, from time to time I get interviewed and sometimes they don't answer. They just you had some great questions oh. and it was to answer them. So that was fun. Good. So I appreciate that. because <laughs> believe, believe me. I don't know. So, wow. Yeah. So thank you for listening to me. I, I try to kind of look at it as, you know, if I was going to be interviewed, what kind of questions would I want to be asked, you know, to learn about what I do as a musician? So I'm glad it hopefully came across a little bit that way. Do you have any advice for upcoming musicians as they explore through, through learning, you know, to express themselves with music? If you really want, if you really want to play the music live, and that's the thing is the biggest joy is playing out live and <laughs> playing with your group. You go mm -hmm. through your whole, you just kind of stick, put your nose to the ground and keep going towards it. And it's going to be hard. Believe me, you talk to other musicians. It's not an easy road at all, but the pluses are you're going to enjoy it and you're going to love it. And because you love it, you're happy. And there's so many people I know that are in, positions that they're they're so unhappy they, they they're not even fun at parties because <laughs> <laughs> they're not happy with themselves yeah. right and they're not with their spirit and their life and they're giving because they can't give they're just you know like you're in production you know you just there's just no joy so if you're an artistic person go for it you know if you have to get your i would strongly suggest getting your business degree if you're a musician you have to know business if you don't know business it's going to be hard to survive but if you have a little information in your you know um just keep your nose to the ground keep practicing you have to work hard i mean i'm t saying musicians who make it they're working you know probably <laughs> every day and every night <laughs> yeah i get paid for it <laughs> it's just upkeep it's called upkeep but if you really love it, you know, but keeping a balance with your life, though, you have to keep a balance. If you want to have a family, if you want to have a, a wife or a husband, you're going to lose them if you don't keep the balance. Mm -hmm. You have to keep at all times, but it's doable. You just have to think outside of the box a little bit, be educated, keep your nose to your ground. And, you know, I mean, I made it this far so far. Let me knock on my table, but I'm so happy. And I just. Um, I hope you can hear how much I love 
I do. I love my life. You know what? I mean, maybe I haven't met goals. Okay. I have not met my goals. <laughs> my goals are still so far, uh, far ahead, but that's okay. Cause I dream big. And yeah. if I can dream, I still have plenty of time to meet my goals. I'm still working at it, but I'm happy. And I love my family and I love my friends and I love to give back to people. And I hope that if you, you know, that's the thing is if you have a talent and if you really work at it, you're going to make it because nine times out of 10, there's so many people that just gave up. Yeah, true. But you know what? You got to live your life and love it. And that's what I try and do. I, I try and do everything. I'm always working. I'm always working, but it's okay because what's wrong with that? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with working hard. And if I give my time, I'd rather give all my time to my family. And then I work when they are busy on my own things. So, yeah. so what's one of your biggest goals that you have set for yourself? Um, well, I was recently in a band that I got on the billboard charts. My goal is to be on the billboard charts with my own music. So that's my next goal. Now I'm learning more and more about business and stuff. And um, I think I have not a lot of time. I have a little time <laughs> that I'm going to try and focus. So that's going to be my next goal. I got, um, I'm on Pandora. I'm on well, Spotify, all those other things. I've learned a lot about social media, but my next thing and Sirius XM. So I want to get on Sirius XM, which is really hard to do because <laughs> um, it's a different platform, but I also want to be on the billboard top charts. I'm going to say number one, right? Yeah. Maybe my, M will be on the number one, or if it's not that one, I'll be the next one, the jazz one. That's what I'm going. That's my goal. Wonderful, wonderful. If you don't drink, dream big, that's what I'm going to do. And hopefully one day I can come back and say I did it. Yes, <laughs> definitely going to have you back. Well, Suzanne, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. It was a pleasure having the conversation with you. And hopefully the listeners are going to enjoy it as well and check your music out, especially on Pandora and Spotify. Well, I so appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, if you guys want to learn more, sign up on my email list at saxdiva.com. That's S-A-X-D-I-V-A, saxdiva.com. And I so appreciate everything, you know, your time. So thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap on another Wisconsin Music Podcast. That was Suzanne Grizana, another great Wisconsin musician, very talented. And when you get a chance, go and see her live. If you're interested in being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast interview or fill out the guest request on the website at www.wisconsinmusicpodcast.com. Once I get your information, we'll get you all set up. I actually have interviews set up all the way through the end of September. So October is the next opening for interviews. So get your requests in as soon as you can, even if you have an album coming out later this year or early next year. Let's get you guys on the books and get your interview up so people can hear about what you're doing. If you're interested, we have a new feature on Friday. It's called the Friday Music Showcase, where I showcase two different artists and they give us a little bio about themselves and a little information behind each song. If you're interested in being on the Friday music showcase please email wisconsin music podcast at gmail.com in the subject type in friday music showcase and in the email itself send two songs a little bio about yourself and the stories behind each song also send me your social links as well i'd like to thank nate wyckoff for creating the music for the wisconsin music podcast and to 
Dean Bundy for our great voiceover in the beginning and intro. Thanks to Jacob at CW Hip Hop for syndicating our podcast every Monday at 4 p.m. at CWHipHop.com. Also, ZTF Studio Recording and Mixing Services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you on Friday. Have a great week.